The Hump, episode 13, playing a game of catch up. Your show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. Chad Bielen. Well, Chad's back from Europe, so we're playing a game of catch up. What he doesn't know is this will be his final episode pairing on the hump. He was has since been replaced by a pug, a mutt from Wayside Waves, two teenagers, a 12-year-old producer, and my wife. And that episode will finally be named Episode 12, Shit Show. So welcome back to your jobs. Kind sir, I am toasting you. Good to be back. Good to be back. (laughs) I'm toasting you this week. Episode 13. I don't even know what we're drinking. Let's just do it. Episode 13, Job Security. (laughs) Job Security. Oh, Oh, welcome back from your adventures. Good to be back. Yeah. Been a while. It's like we haven't done... Done one just the two of us in like a month. Well, I wasn't feeling well last week, so yeah, I was ready. I had all kinds of like stuff up, and you know, I know I tried to power through. I even took a Buddha nap trying to write myself before, and it just it wasn't it wasn't mm. happening. So, what are we drinking here? Well, <clears throat> I spent two weeks in Europe, so uh, I had to bring back some European. Well, I didn't bring it back. Oh my juice! I bought no, I had stuff in my suitcase. It wouldn't clear customs, but uh, this is a Swedish brewery called Omnipolo. Okay. And it's called uh, Ana Ara. Ana Ara. They always have some cool labels and some. I like the sci-fi. Li- yeah, I like the sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, sci-fi look on the. Uh, so the label. Uh, I think they just call it a a pale ale, or it's an interesting beer. It's like a saison. It's got a bit of a saison. It's got a bread taste to it. Yeah, yeah, it's a pale ale brewed with lemon juice. Okay, and it I, tastes like it. Yeah, I taste the citrus on it for sure. That first sip, I was like. Fuck her up, but it's actually pretty tasty. It's really tasty. And this was a switch out for the one I had, but this is nice. Yeah, those Swedes Very know what they're doing. Hand. They do know what they're doing most of the time. Mmm. So what do we have to toast this week other than you being other than you being back? So it's the You got somebody celebrating a birthday. It's like the birthday eve. Mm. So Yeah. You're not sure you're celebrating that though. Yeah, you know. Just one foot closer to the grave. But, I'll touch you. Know, you. Hey, that's fine. Uh, it's one more year of accomplishment in one's in one's life, right? All right. Adventures. Yeah, a little more seasoned. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're like I'm not sure how I feel about yeah, this. I'm like, not sure you know, how I mean, feel about once this. Once you hit 21, it's like you know. The only thing we have left is like senior discounts, which we're yeah. not that far off. Well, maybe I'll make you feel better. I can get you a gift or something. So I got, you know, we just exited family. Yeah. Out you of the house like house this morning. Full. House full. And so June's a big birthday month here mm-hmm. at the house. I you? celebrate my birthday. Grant celebrates his birthday. My nephew just turned six. I could get you a uh, Batman Snuggie. that make you feel better. That's why I got him. And he loved it. Snuggie. So. Snuggy, that's one the of those, those blanket, blanket things sleeves. you wear in reverse. Yeah. And his, you slide it on, you look like Batman in the front. I do like that, but... They make them in adult sizes. 
Let's just go have a beer. Go have a beer? Yeah. Okay. We can do that. Yeah, I got a lot of birthdays, too. Like, today's my uncle and godfather's birthday. I'm tomorrow. My stepbrother-in-law is the next day, and my cousin's the next day. I have, like, four in a row. Four in a row. Jay, when's your birthday? February 5th. February 5th. Okay. We got a what? A waste of Groundhog Day. Ground, is that Groundhog Day? No. Oh. It's closer to Valentine's Day. Okay. When is Groundhog's Day? Is second. it Jan- second? Okay. It's like second? end of January, beginning, beginning of February. I'll ask that again next year. It'll be every day's Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting my advanced state in life. Well, we need to toast a friend of ours. That so, came like, I knew that. Speaking of birthdays. Forthcoming, but. At two and a half weeks early. So a little toast to our buddy Hunter and his wife, beautiful wife, Renee. Congrats. Congrats. Birth of their second child. Nice family. Yep. Good people. Good H. Again, another H name. I like that, though. A little, uh, you know, consistency in naming. Well, they, when we went out for Tap Tour, he was telling us the whole story about that. Yeah. It's a family tradition. So we won't give away the name because we don't want his social security records stolen within, right. like, the first week of life. But... The initials are H E always H E H. So those are and, tough initials. I mean, and those like are the tough. last ones covered, but like I know we were throwing. Well, on this first child's name, boy, H. Eight. Well, I was like Hiram. I mean, where are we going with this? So it was not Hiram, people. So not Hiram. Anyway, Hannibal. Hannibal. Oh, I'm not sure you would want to go around life being named Hannibal. The comedian's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, congrats. It's. Uh, Pretty exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Enjoy your sleep. <laughs> or like they're up. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Darling Child, the first is is Darling. Yeah. And then you added something to the list that you wanted to toast. Yeah, I was fairly excited. Like, you know, Kansas City, we we have a tendency of getting in our own way too often. Something that seems like a genius idea. The voters seem to shit on it. Like it's ridiculous. And in the last year, we're batting two for two. Yeah. The airport came oh, the out airport, thinking, yeah. you know, we're going to vote this down and we're going to continue to have a shitty airport and, you know, lose flights. That passed. And then streetcar expansion. So yeah. we're going to take it all the way to UMKC. All and, the way to UMKC. Now, will it ever go further is the question. Well, I think when it gets to that point, any additions will be east-west instead of north-south. So one of those going. Okay. I'm sure Clay, Clay Chastain is going to be back. He, that guy, man. He doesn't deserve any airtime. Okay. He's a crackpot. He is a crackpot. But, I mean. Was, he doesn't even live here. He doesn't. I know. What the fuck you care? You don't but live here. Mass Transit. I mean, he was one of the folks that had an idea for Mass Transit. Duluth or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Find another city. All right. We can applaud. We can applaud the streetcar, streetcar passing. Uh, speaking of uh, the mayor, though, I ran into Mayor Sly James oh, at, uh, oh, dang. Is it Harry's Country Club? Yeah. Down in the River, River Market. Market. So before Boulevardia. Really? Yeah. Kicking Noob, it? Noobs and I were sitting there having a beer before pre, you know, kind of marinating yeah. some non $9 beers. Yeah. And, uh, and some air conditioning. And some air conditioning before Boulevardia. And we were sitting in there. You know, having something to eat and something to drink before we were heading out. And he, he walks in. And I was like, oh. You talked to him? I go, yeah, Miss Rare. Good to see you. He's, and he's, he's a cool guy. He is a cool guy. I didn't post for a pic. He was locked in looking for somebody. Like, he and his little Secret Service team 
we're looking for somebody at the table. And it was, so he found him. He shook my hand, said, hey, good to see you. And then went and proceeded to have a couple beers with the councilman he was looking for. I so. mean, you're the mayor of Kansas City. You're kicking it in Kansas City. You're going to have to shake some hands and kiss some babies. Yeah. I didn't see him at Tech 9 later. I was a little disappointed at that, but. Do you try that? Speaking of Bulu, have you tried that? I tried it at Boulevardia. Yeah? Yes. Did Tech 9 pour you a, a glass? I I have not reached the don't you know who I am status to where Tech 9 would pour me a Bulu. No, but, he was pouring it for everybody. Well, I missed that. For maybe like eight minutes. I, I just saw like a couple uh, of pictures. pictures. Of yeah, that. I saw the pictures. Too. Like, hey, yeah, Tech 9, go stand up there at the tap. Yeah, yeah. And then let's like, get a few. Yeah, let's get a few. He's out. He's out. No, uh, my can was served right after the entrance at the the beer tent. There, I, I love beer, but he probably needs to stick to rap. wasn't wasn't digging it. You weren't a fan. See, I will tell you that beer to me is all about environment because again, it's Boulevardia. And for whatever reason, middle of June here, that weekend always seems to be 100 degrees. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being refreshing on a hot day. It was very refreshing on a hot day. I I personally enjoyed it in that environment. Yeah. I don't know if Tech 9 even drinks a lot of beer, but... I don't know either. He's probably drinking the hell out of that, though. It's about gone now. You can't find it anywhere. Really? You yeah. can't find it? I'm glad I sampled it. They basically are like, we're not making any more. Like, Well, that's why I was disappointed you didn't bring a, over a couple of the other collaborations. Because my beer coffers are so full. For the month of June, I actually declared I would buy no more beer. And I went through those phases. And I've got the, uh, the point right now where I have four refrigerators. You go upstairs and you look at the beer fridge in the beverage fridge in the kitchen. It looks like no beer has left. It's still completely stocked. Like I have beer in the cupboard next to it that just keeps replenishing. Make some friends, man. Start giving that shit out. I I have some friends. I give that shit to you. But then you also reciprocate and we exchange and it's just like the never-ending... Yeah. yeah. It's like the never-ending beer story. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, what, what do you plan this weekend for your birthday? Well, it sounds like we have something cooking, I think, Friday. We're going to go throw some axes. You excited to go to Bladen? Yeah, I'm very excited. Who doesn't want to go throw axes? You intimidated at all? No. No. No, I have every confidence I'll be able to stick it. I don't know if it's catching on everywhere, but Kansas City, there's like, there's another place, 105th and Metcalf now. There's three places that I know of in Kansas City where you can go and uh, throw axes at a wall and... We seem to support every escape room yeah. that exists in the city. You guys are good for business, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited. And then we're going to go it, take it downtown. and Yeah, it's fun. I, what surprises me is <laughs> they put the one in Bladen Timber and Town Center. It's disappointing to me on some level, to be honest, that they put a Bladen Timber in like the most exclusive shopping mall that we have, the like widest, one of the, the widest, most, most yeah, yeah, shopping mall. It's like, hey, try hillbilly on. Come throw an axe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in town center, and you know where it is, where it's located. Beck and I were curious one day, so we just drove to the town center to see where it was. Like, it's in the proper ambiance that it's in the West Bottoms. It's you know, you just threw up some netting. And some boards. Call and it, good. There were probably axes being and knives being thrown. There were probably people being stabbed in that building on a weekly basis anyway. 
So it's an appropriate place to have some sharpened blades just flying through the air in the West Bottoms. They probably had to really ugly it up at Town Center to make it work. You, you know what spot it's in? Is It's in the... I don't know where Santa Claus is going to be this holiday season. It's in that perpetual Santa Claus... I don't know where that, that is. That used to be the uh, Baja Fresh on the backside of Town Center, which I miss Baja Fresh, by the way. I really did enjoy Baja no, Fresh. A bell. The Paxons on that backside. So you know where Panera oh, yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on that backside. Okay. Yeah, around the corner. And the game, there's like a video Next game. To Claire's Next and, to Claire's. Next to Claire's in the video game stuff. And the, uh, the foundry or the bunker or I don't know, whatever. No, no. Anyway, I, I just don't understand how you can have an axe throwing place in Leewood. But I'm excited that you, Beck and I were talking about that when she got the text and said, we're going to Blade and Timber. And I said, please tell me it's not the one at Town Center. And she said, you think Chad's going to want to go throw axes there? No. Not happening. Not happening. So I'm glad you chose the one in the West Bottoms. I salute you on that. It'd be a good time. Yeah, it's fun. I would encourage you to try all manner of axe throwing now. Oh, yeah. Two-handed, one-handed. I waited. I didn't work outside of my comfort zone until about five minutes left. Kept trying to throw two-handed, and it was okay. With about five minutes left, I started throwing one-handed, and that's where I found, I was like, oh. The technique? The technique. That's where I found it. I was like, hit the bullseye every time for about, until my shoulder gave out because I'm weak as shit. But It's you know. like masturbating. You just got to find what works. <laughs> <laughs> It's not quite like masturbating. masturbating. Well, I mean, not with sharp objects, but like in general. Like, you know, but that's a whole other episode. Oh, that is a whole other episode. How masturbating in middle age is like throwing axes. Oh. <laughs> when it hurts, you should stop. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That should be on a t-shirt. Oh my god. Oh, one of the things I was. Um, we might do, not do this. I want to go do this. Every year I want to go do this, and it seems to land on the bad times middle of the map. Yes. They don't advertise that very well at all. Like they, I think they have in years past. It's been on weird outlets. Like, it was on uh, KSHB. It was on um, KC Live this morning. And I'm like... There's like six people that watch local daytime news, and yeah, you're one of and them. And I'm one of them. And I'm probably the only man that watches them, because any man yeah. that's associated with that show has been fired, I think, in the last yeah. three years. So where is that? When is that? Who's it's well, it's all over the city. So I think what I'm going to look up and depending on what your guys' days like, I might propose this to you is they have little morning venues. Like one of the things I've never done that I've always wanted to do, too, because Beck and I listen to 96.5, the buzz. Mm-hmm. I know you got you listen to XM, but you like alternative rock. Yeah. It's like someday I just want to go to Cakes and Eggs. Is that this weekend? It's not this weekend, oh, but it well. but. Middle of the map has these like morning or middle of the day, like small venue kind of small shows. So you can go over I'm like free all day, so lunch hour. And you I am now, have- and I am now too. Like at my morning meeting on Friday, that's usually there. Good, done, gone. Let's do it then. All right, let's go. Middle of the map. We're doing it. Middle of the map. We're doing it. Come find you. Matama. Matama. Right. We're all over it. Have you ever heard of Gagabal? I've not. Is that Lady Gaga involved? I asked the same question, huh. and apparently not. What is it? So, Dee went to Youth Front summer camp. Yeah. And she comes back, and all of a sudden now I'm being requested to... But Jay, have you heard of Gaga Ball? 
No. I mean, he's like 16. Like, he is 16. He doesn't know. Then 16. It was even in an episode of Bob's Burgers, hmm. and I didn't even realize what Gaga Ball was. And it was then I went to go watch the Bob's Burger clip, and it was pretty funny because they're right. like, the unathletic, anyone can play Gaga Ball. You've heard of Dodgeball. So they put you in an octagon with like a volleyball. It's like some weird mix between handball and dodgeball where you smack a volleyball around and try and hit somebody below the knees. And if it hits you below the knees, you're out in an octagon. And then Grant tried to danger it up. He's like, can the octagon be made of barbed wire? Like, Are there <laughs> random weapons attached to the wall? Yeah. That's what got... Apparently, it's an Israeli sport, but it was played at this camp. And Drew now wants to put an octagon in the backyard. Less to mow. Yeah. Well, I'm like, less to mow. Can we mix it up and also make it an MMA ring? I mean, put a basketball goal. I mean, you can get like a sport court. Like play. sports that most people have never heard of. Well, I'll play pickleball in it. Yeah. Maybe. Not quite sure. Okay. I'm not sure we'll be playing Gaga Bowl this weekend. Gaga Bowl this weekend? Ball or bowl? It's Gaga Ball. Oh, wow. All right. All right. I'll send you a video clip. So, this segment's supposed to be um, catching up. How was Europe? It was awesome. I love Europe. I mean, um, it's like similar but different. It's such a weird, you know. Similar. I mean, it's a lot, you know, a lot, depending on where you go, it's a lot like the U.S., but, like, it's just, they just do things differently there in, like, every aspect. How did the girl, so there was one, every time I asked you prior, I'd say, okay, where are you going? Yeah. And then you were afraid, like, your girls would actually watch this. You were afraid. You, you never know, leave, man. You would leave one destination. I was hoping, like, you know, this show would take off, and then, like, they'd have, like, friends at school and be like, oh, my God, have you been heard about these two guys talking on, you know... <laughs> That's called a hump, and, like, you never know. So I was downplaying it. I didn't want it to come out, but... Well, that's why I had this strategically. I thought I'd have the teenagers on. They'd share it with their thousand friends on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Yeah. I'm sure we have a couple thousand watchers right now, so... Um, so I was... How'd they like France? how they like Paris? Paris was the secret place, right? Yeah, we went to uh, Amsterdam, Paris, London, and then Ireland. Okay. Specifically, the West Coast, Galway, you know that region. Um, it was it was awesome. They didn't like Amsterdam near as much as I do, but it makes sense if you're a you know a teenager and you know. I mean, it's kind of a playground for adults. I mean, they kind of they definitely have like an unofficial uh, motto in Amsterdam. It's like do whatever you want, just don't be a dick about it, which is perfect for me. You know. Okay. We did like a canal cruise one day. There was there was the four of us and then just random older couple. Yeah, the people know you did the canal cruise because I read your email off. Yeah, I mean, those that. guys are on. They basically like, bring whatever you... We don't supply shit. Like, bring whatever you want. Yeah. The captain's this, you know, uh, he's probably about our age. He was literally wearing wooden clogs. Like, nice. and he had like, like all-terrain soles put on him. What? And I'm like, those can't be comfortable. And he kicked one over to me and like... They're not comfortable. I don't understand. Like this is, we've evolved as a ra- as a, a species. As a species yeah. And like you would think you'd be able to shit on your feet is 
not a good idea. I bet he has the best goddamn arches that any man. He's like, oh, when it gets cold, you can stuff hay in them. (laughs) And that's not that's that's not not a selling point. (laughs) That's not scratchy as shit. You can stuff newspaper in there. That doesn't mean it's a good idea. But so yeah, we're tooling around, you know, the canals and stuff, and they're like, you know, hey, bring whatever you want. So I I brought some beers, and we were sitting there, and the couple, the older couple with us, they're having a bottle of champagne. I'm like, this is pretty cool. And about twenty minutes into it. The older gentleman leans forward and he's like, I don't want to offend anybody. Is it okay if I smoke this? And pulls out just this, you know, wonder joint. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, I, what you was Dai's response? Kind of like one of this. <laughs> but, um, win in Rome. But again, I'm like, you know, win in Rome. The guy's in Amsterdam. He's doing what he wants. He's not being a dick about it. Blaze up. I don't, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> He so, asked. Yeah, he yeah. had the manners to ask. Yeah, I mean, I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then, you know, we're like tooling around the canals around the red light district, and the captain's like, you know, starts talking. He goes, I don't want to offend anybody because I have, you know, my 14 year old daughter there. And I'm like, you know, hey, she's pretty cultured. I mean, you know, she yeah. understands there's a thing called prostitution, whatever. And, except the captain kind of started getting into like graphic detail. Like, Started going over the menu and pricing and stuff. Wow. <laughs> and like, it's just like, like your children are taking notes. Like if they wanted to take this business on. A, hey, oh, go. hey, man, that's not cool. No, not <laughs> that at all. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I would insinuate that. It was almost like he was insinuating that. No, I just think he was just telling it like he it was. Just, he was like, just stating what you want a BJ. It's one price. If you want a BJ, like it's like you want a extra value meal, then it's going to be this. But he was like, you know, it's. I'm just cool. trying it's to like, figure out intent, but okay. The ladies there, <laughs> just basically talking about what an open culture they have, and like yeah. you know, whatever. Like it's reciprocal. He's like, the ladies are standing there in the window, and they have full control. If you walk up and you're like, hey ho. And they don't like what they see. They just close the curtain. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. like not interested. Not interested. Different form of ghosting. Yeah. And then we're like, you know, they have like kind of like urinals pretty much just all over the place. And we're standing there after we, you know, we were uh, breaking down what we saw when we walked through the red light district. And all of a sudden this guy comes in and, you know, you can see him from the knees down and the the chest up and he's just sitting there like taking like a three minute piss and you know like it's just a cool place like you know do whatever you want <laughs> like you said an adult playground it isn't a, yeah I mean so where where did they what what was their favorite place they loved Ireland just because um, you know we were in big cities Amsterdam Paris London okay. up to that point so how much time did you spend in London two days two days not much okay What'd you guys do there? Uh, we did the London Eye. Okay. Thought, you know, the kids would like that. Well, uh, you do get a, a great view of the city. Yeah. And, it was and you of, did it during the day, too, because didn't I do yeah, it? Yeah, she, she did, did it at night. night. Couldn't yeah. see shit. And then, you know, they were excited, like, oh, you know, we'll get to see Big Ben. And and uh, we were there a year before, and I'm like, we were a ways away. It's not like we were right there, but I'm like, man, you should be able to see Big Ben from here. Well, apparently they're doing, like... Renovate a yeah. ton of work. Like yeah. there's this entire elaborate scaffolding system all around there. The only thing you could see is the clock itself. Okay. That's it. So they were kind of disappointed with that. But 
Did you, vid- did you visited uh, the royal palace, though. Uh, we did not go to Buckingham Palace, palace. this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought I saw pictures, but I guess not. No. But they but they really loved Ireland. Yeah, they loved Ireland. Like, you know, because Galway's, you know, like 100,000 people and definitely a little sleepier and less people. Although there's, you know, there's like friggin' pubs every eight feet there. Like, we saw like the same two guys, these Irishmen. It was like an older dude and then like a somebody Jay's age and just like, we saw them like two or three times and every time they were just pissed drunk and one time the cops were like you know giving them the business and stuff they must have been pump, like the town drunks or something pump the brakes yeah did you try a Guinness in Ireland we did Diane had never had a Guinness period and we're like okay. you know hey when in Rome yeah you know so yeah we had one there I think they do taste better in Ireland but that's probably why Corona tastes better in Mexico like you know like, yeah I wouldn't drink Corona here, but when you're in Mexico, they're fantastic. You have a refreshing, and you have a fridge that reflects. It looks like uh, yeah. looks like the Marcellus Wallace briefcase. Yes, from Pulp Fiction and Pulp Fiction. It looks like that in Mexico. It glows gold. Yes, but that was it. Was awesome. I mean, uh, it was like 50 degrees there. I know you were rubbing it in. It was so cool and refreshing. Texting, although. Half of our family got shit on by a seagull. So, two different times. <laughs> well, what I uh, was that on the in the plane? Because what I think is funny is so you know, we just posted on audio episode seven where we had Kathy on. Yeah. And you saw that on Instagram. And you're like, oh, hey, that triple D moment we talked about. We had two occurrences of that. Yeah, happened twice. Happened twice. Okay. People, and yeah. for people's memory, it was basically the triple D moment was. We were talking about how people there at the back of the plane like to push forward and skip forward and run past people. During deplaning. During deplaning, yes. Yeah, I think it was uh, when we got to Amsterdam, you know, like, we had been flying all night. Like, where are you you going from here? And this lady, of course, you know, the minute the seatbelt light goes off, she starts, you know, pushing her bag and, like, kind of, you know, like... Where are you going? Like, everybody's getting off. Yeah. So. And then a couple of punks, and we made it to Dublin, but I tried not to let it get to me. I just realized they were dicks, because I knew what they were doing. Yes. I'm sure neither of them had connections. I wish you had filmed it. Yeah, that would have been... That would have been nice. We would have... Shame them on, you know, passenger shaming. Passenger shaming. Yeah, that would have been nice. But... It was great. I mean, I loved taking the train, and it was awesome. I thought that was I thought that was a thing with the passenger shaming. Yeah, well, there's that site on Instagram. It's generally it's people's feet, like yeah, snaking through the seats and stuff. But every once in a while, they have like a used condom or a diaper, or, you know, but something really offensive. Yeah, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like I told you know Beck and I told you about. Uh, our trip to Disney World last year. Yeah. Right? The passenger... We could have passenger shamed those folks. And I think it was an English couple. And there was one woman... So we, you know, you we fly generally for free, but sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes we're in first class, and sometimes it doesn't work out so smoothly. Yeah. And the trip to Disney World was like a 24-hour excursion to Detroit. 
around. It was like horseshoeing. Like the, four connections to, yeah, get, to get to Orlando. And our last flight was from Atlanta to Orlando. And we're trying to get, and we get on the flight. They And when you fly standby like that, they still assign you a seat. Right. So they've assigned us a seat, and there's this British family... And I'm not trying to create an international incident, but, you know, on the left are the wife and a couple kids and the husband and another couple kids. Well, they, I know they want to sit across from one another, but look, they assigned us those seats. We walk up and the woman's, I'm, I'm like, I'm in these seats. And she goes, no, you're wrong. And she was, she sounded like uh, Fat Amy Winehouse from Pitch Perfect. And I just... I said, no, we're in these seats. And so the flight attendant gets involved and goes, no, ma'am, they're in these seats. And then she's guffawing. I mean, if you asked nicely, you'd have been like, cool. But when you start, you know. Well, and then so we proceed to sit. And then we're about 30 minutes into the flight. And Grant, you know, he's like, dad, my, my feet are, oh, somebody's shoes. Are and the husband had left his shoes, like had taken his socks and shoes off and had left them and was walking around barefoot, which I had noticed in my exhaustion. Pulled a Del Griffith from uh, Planes, uh, Trains, and Automobiles. Like, that that's not water on the floor in the bathrooms. Uh, that's guys that can't... Yeah, they can't aim correctly. The turbulence and there's, they're uh, peeing all over the floor. Like, yeah. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, just give me the shoes. And I'm like, here are your shoes, mate. Too many people turn into, like, barnyard animals when they get on a plane. Like, we were noticing that when we got off that plane, you know, from Minneapolis to Amsterdam. Like, there's just shit everywhere. Like, it's just mind-boggling to me the way that people just, you know, whatever. There's people to pick all that crap up. and Well, if you're going to go down, it's all going to get scattered in the four winds. They won't notice, notice the difference. So, people... People. They're the worst. They're the worst. Although we had some fun. We talked about Boulevardi earlier. Yeah, you missed Boulevardia. I missed it. I feel bad. It was good? It was It was good. I mean, again, it was hot. It was cool, like 96. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, with that Bulu in my hand, it felt very refreshing. So where did you go? Did you go, like, during we, the day? No, we went Friday night. So... I had been listening to the Spotify playlist that the event planners put together. Um, you know, they do a nice job of that. That event's a cool event. Just, it's overall, it's a great thing for the city. I'm glad they have it. And there were no musical acts that I was just really geeked to see on Saturday. And I knew, um, and I ended up getting some, scoring some free tickets back and I did through Kansas City Podcast to give them a shout out. Um, and you had given me the token, like I had a bag of tokens. Yeah, man. Like, and um, and then I, you had gave me a bag of tokens. Yeah, I was like four hundred tokens, which at Boulevardia currency is like three beers. Yeah, it was. We ended up. Yeah, we ended up having enough. I mean, we went to Harry's Country Club and had a couple beers before. We ended up spending no additional money on beer while we were there. there it was go. it was nice and got the tickets. So the only thing we ended up paying for while we were there was some food. So Cheesy Street was there. So we got some I know grilled you like cheese. Cheesy Street. We got some grilled cheese on. And um, Madison Ward and the Mama Bear. I was excited to see them on Friday night. And um, Manchester. Oh, I'm going to butcher their name. There was another band that I was like, I like their stuff. They played right before Tech Nine. Right. And I'm going to butcher their name. It's Manchester something. Orchestra? Orchestra, maybe. I don't think it was them. Uh, I don't know. 
Anyway, they were really good. They impressed. I was like, I listened to them on Spotify, just a playlist. I hadn't been a, a fan of theirs, obviously, or I'd remember their remember yeah. their fucking name. But when they played live, they played a long, obviously a longer set than the sampling I got on Spotify. And a lot, I liked a lot of their music that wasn't on Spotify mm-hmm. on that playlist. So that was cool. And then Tech Nine, I, you know, uh, newbie really wanted to see him. And I'm not a huge fan of his music, but he was phenomenal live. Like they're he's a performer. He's a performer. Yeah, he's definitely a performer. He he was he was really he got got the crowd going. It he was a local cool. guy. He's kind of a big deal. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I had not seen. I've seen him around, but I've never seen him perform. So yeah. it was it was pretty cool. Uh, Quixotic was out. Yeah. I got some good pictures of them. It was really weird. I mean, they were doing some funky stuff. They were on stilts, putting people through their legs and stuff. Sounds so, like fun. Yeah. It was a little uh it was a little interesting. What I was surprised to see though were the number of kids. There were a lot of people there that were had dragged their kids there Friday night. That's interesting. Like I, I posted something because we got back the day before Father's Day. Father's Day yeah. guys like, you know, hey, it's your day, Dad. What do you want to do? So we went to Boulevard, the beer hall. There was half the people there were kids, like I have my kids, so I guess I can't bitch too much. But, but I mean, it is Father's Day, and if that's what a lot Dad of dads want to drink wanted, some beer, Dad's going to drink some beer. Yeah, it's got a built-in DD. So Boulevardy was cool, though. Uh, I saw some pictures of, I don't know how I feel. It'd be interesting to hear from somebody that went to Taps and Taste this year, because I obviously didn't go to yeah. Taps and Taste on Saturday. It was indoors, so while the air conditioning is nice, it's still like Hale Arena, so it's like a barn. Like, yeah. It, it just didn't have the same kind of vibe. Yeah. So it's like, do you put up with the heat? Do you put up with the vibe? I think they would serve them. I mean, I, it's kind of cool it's Father's Day weekend, but I think they would serve themselves well to move it one month earlier. That third weekend of May, it's going to be warm, but not nuclear hot. I, there's something in the event planning that's preventing them from doing that. I don't know if it's if it's the whole point of the people want to bring their kids or, or what, but... I don't know. Same thing with middle of the map. I don't get why they moved it to June. So uh, now a lot of the venues are, yeah, it's almost July. And a lot of the venues are indoors, so maybe they don't care. It's air conditioned and people are out of school. Maybe they're working around immediate family. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're working around. It was, Boulevard, it was was cool. The only thing I kind of would beg them to do is to go back to those tokens that we had. So, like, our transactions went like clockwork. I had the tokens. You but got you three had tokens, tokens. But I had tokens. Well, they had no tokens. Right. They went to a prepaid wristband. So, it was prepaid. You would think that would speed up the process. I scan your wristband, get my beer, we're on. Right? But that's not the way it worked. It's, let me scan your uh, wristband. Okay. Now, would you like to add a tip to that? So, it was like Uber. And it wasn't like you could add it. Like Uber, where the transaction's done, and I can add my tip after the fact, after I've collected my beer and moved on. They would like, take tip, like they'd take tips for tokens, did they? No. Well, I think they took them maybe via cash. I mean, like the the Boulevard Beer Hall, they don't take tips. Do they not? They do not take tips. Well, you and I've tipped them there. So I just had too much to drink, or what? Probably, but um, no, they don't take tips there. Like every other brewery. Well, they were taking tip. They were taking tips. I'm sure they were, but like, 
They got to expedite that shit. But you they can't have 50 people deep in a line. Well, and that's what happened right before Tech Nine. I took a picture of it. We were almost 50 deep in a line because mm-hmm. trying to get beer. And a lot of those stations, they do like cans. It's not like they're, you know, trying to get the head just right on a beer. Like, yeah. it's like boom, boom. Like, if it's prepaid, prepaid is actually probably pretty smart on their mind. Like, yeah. How much do I need? Oh, I need like $200 on there. Well, if they're going to Oh, do, I got to come back next year now. Do prepaid, do prepaid tips then too and distribute that. Just say I'll give a dollar. They need to speed automatically up the, add up to every beer. They need to speed up the process. Because I was never waiting like our transactions, three tokens, I don't have any cash. I had cash, but it was like, yeah. I can't give you cash for a tip. I'm not transacting in that way. Here are your three tokens we're done. The other thing that drives me nuts about Boulevardia is trying to get a, uh, although it helps the city of Kansas City, is trying to get an Uber afterwards. Yeah. It's like triple surge pricing. It would quadruple. It went for, you know, normally we can get a ride home from downtown like 25 20, bucks. Yeah, 25, 26 bucks. It got up to $102. So Newbanks and I walked up the 12th Street Bridge and went over to the Quaff. And we we're like, we're going to get a beer. We had one beer. I mean, the hike itself about killed me and I. You know, I'm not that's, in the best uh, of shape. But. That's like 150 vertical feet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it hurt. Ass was seizing up on yeah. it. Well, where I'd seize up are those cars coming at you. You know, those fools have been drinking, too. So yeah. it's like trying to walk that bridge. But anyway, we, we had one beer and called an Uber, and it was back down to 20, like 30 minutes later, it was $20. So, yeah, that's yeah, a way to, way to work that. So... All right. Anything else from Europe you want to extol on us that happened? So you- I just, I wish the U.S. was a little more like Europe. Like, we create laws and rules for the lowest common denominator, where in Europe, they're basically like, if you're that stupid, it's Darwinism. That's on you. It's Darwinism. We went to the Cliffs of Moher. I mean, this is like, I'm going to give you one quick example. We went to the Cliffs of Moher. If you don't know what this is, it's basically the western coast of Ireland. And this section, it's basically 700 feet straight down to the ocean. So, in the U.S., if you had a, you know, and it goes on for miles. I mean, it's just stunningly beautiful. I should have thrown a picture. but I wonder um, if that's where the, where was this? Uh, it's in western Ireland. Oh, Ireland. Okay. Because there's, there's a spot in western, uh, western uh, Great Britain. Yeah. That's uh, where Broadchurch was filmed, and I can't remember exactly the cliffs, and it sounds eerily similar yeah. to that. Yeah, I mean, anyway. it's nuts. So it's 700 feet. You know, the U.S., if you had something like that, they would have like a 12-foot plexiglass wall that, you know, like curves so that people don't fall off. Don't decide to, you know, hey, you know, let me give you a boost. This, you know, they had like a, a four-foot slate wall. And then they had a sign that said, stay on the left side of the path. If you decide to go on the right side of the path, you are in extreme peril and there's a decent chance you're going to fall off and die. But there's people like all over just hopping the wall. And I did it briefly. I didn't get too close to the edge though, because I mean, yeah, it's basically like dirt and stuff like, you know, all, you, one it, rains, slip. it rains there every eight minutes. So yeah, one slip and... <laughs> So, um, 
like there's just hundreds of people. I mean, there are some oh, really crazy people that were like literally on the edge, like oh. you know, taking selfies and stuff. I feel my nuts sucking up into myself as we speak. But again, I hate heights, man. It's like if, <laughs> if some dumbass falls off the cliff, they don't like create. Safety yeah. measures in plexiglass walls and stuff. They're basically like a guy oh. with a dumbass. We're just such a litigious comp- or country that, you know. Yeah, the whole the whole town would be under it. It's, it's mind-numbing. Oh, speaking of mind-numbing, you ready for Triple D? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this week's Triple D discussion, and since we're that region, this is the brother-in-law special. Yeah. So we were t- you and I were talking, or your or yeah, immediate family too, because yeah, anybody, some, in anybody in general, anybody in general, but maybe my brother in law. I'll out it. I'll deal with that later. My wife won't listen to this. They for, don't. They don't have the internet in England, so yeah, it's not a problem. It's fine. Uh, and Becca won't listen to this for three months. You were no. getting the business in the kitchen. She's like, I want to take exception to episode four. <laughs> like that moment has that was passed. April. That was April. That Your moment. Your statute limitations is long gone. That moment has passed. All right. Me and my mint green shorts. So this week's Triple D is uh, for folks that are joining us for the first time or not joining us for the first time. We throw out a scenario and discuss whether it's a dick, douche, or dumbass move. So this week's Triple D move is someone who heads to the bar or the loo and maybe double triple D points if you head to the bar mm-hmm. and add to the tab when the check comes. So let, I'll repeat that. This scenario is someone who heads to the bar or the loo when the check comes, when you're out to eat or drink. With a group of people. With yeah. a group of people. Yeah. And this actually happened to me in New York. Often. Often. But most recently, really, in New York, when we were there was the whole family and we're sitting mm-hmm. there and the... you. You know, certain someone saw the, you know, we were pretty much done eating and drinking, saw the waiter coming, went, oh, I've got to use the restroom, got up, took off, actually added a drink to the tab while we were paying the bill. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) most of these, there's some, a lot of gray area. Yeah. I mean, this one, there's, there's really, in my mind, there's no gray area. It's a dick move. You you know exactly what you're doing. You see the waiters coming. You don't want to have to pay for any of it, let alone half of it. So you make an excuse and uh, hope that somebody picks up the check while you're gone. Yep. I mean, it's like that thing in Pulp Fiction, like the reversing in Pulp Fiction where they get up and hope your meal is there when yeah. you go to the restroom. This is, yeah, I hope the bill's been picked up. And they come back and they're like, oh, they didn't pay. They didn't pay. Yeah. I think next time, I'm just going to set the bill on the plate. Yeah. Of said individual. I mean, again, another difference. In Europe, you'd be sitting there for like four hours. Like, they just don't give a shit there. Where here, the waiter come back about every eight minutes, you know. Uh, everything okay? Yeah. Uh, can I... We'd like to turn this table Can and, I run that check for you so you can leave? Yeah. You know. And I would agree. I think it's a dick. I think it's a dick move. Not a lot of gray area on this one, but yeah, I think I think it's pretty much black and white. It's a dick move. What do you think, Jay? Hundred percent, yeah. Hundred percent. He's right. There's no. Has this happened to you? Uh, never happened to me, obviously, because of that. Yeah, he's been the other. Yeah, he's been the, <laughs> the leader. I don't really go out to dinner that often with my friends, but when I do, it's usually girls. So I'm not gonna like dip, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, can you pay that? No. 
Mm-hmm. This didn't happen to you when you were in Colorado. People haven't seen you in a couple weeks either. No, like a month. Okay. No, no, it's not. Okay. And the edibles when you're buying the edibles, fact, you actually, always bought your own edibles fact, while you were funny, in Colorado. Funny story, actually. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm gonna ignore that Colorado. <laughs> uh, Mom and Dad are watching. Uh, actually, I got free Chipotle from. All right, so my roommate was out with his dad at like a baseball game or something. So I was just chilling at the house, right, on my computer. I was hungry. Went to Chipotle, and some girl at the counter, like, when I was ready to, like, pay for it, she's like, oh, you're good. She didn't say anything. She was just, like, fl- she, like, f- made flirty small talk, said, oh, you're good, and I was like, wait, what? Like, I was confused. I didn't know she was giving it to me for free. So uh-huh. I waited there for a second. She's like, no, this is on us. Like, you can go. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. He's going to love moving to Colorado, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. Was it really on them, or did they just add it to the tab of the next person who was in line, which was me? That's what I want. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Man, he's excited to move now. Yeah, he is. Free food, free food. I'm happy about free food. You sound like my brother, my kid brother. He is so dense. When back in the day when they had uh, blockbusters, we were in renting a movie, and he was still in college. And this girl was like, "Hi, Devin," and he was like, "Hi." And we're sitting there walking and looking through the movies, and she's kind of following, what are you looking for? You know, kind of working back. I'm like, you dumbass, do you realize she's she's flirting with you? Yeah. Oh. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew, I, though. I knew, but I was just like, I... Yeah, but it took you a minute. Yeah, I, uh, it took you a minute to figure that out. Put a little extra guac on that burrito. Yeah, yeah exactly. They have, they have to be a fat, too. Yeah. yeah. That guac's extra, extra juicy burrito and it's free. Yeah, that guac's two dollars, man. That's when you want it. That's why I go to Qdoba most of the time. Free guac. Free guac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Free guac and chips. They might. They must buy the Mexican cartel guacamole. Yeah, avocados. Qdoba is pretty good. Not freshly say. made. No. Speaking it's of dick moves, that shirt's uh, kind of a dick move, <laughs> at least to me. What? I am wearing it only because this is the last week they'll probably be relevant. <laughs> I hope that's true. I'm uh, nervous, uh, man. I am nervous. I, I I'm not, scouring. The I was internet. wondering if you would notice. I noticed. <laughs> for I, folks, I'm wearing. For folks that are listening later, I'm wearing a Cleveland Cavaliers T-shirt tonight because on Friday, LeBron, it's the return of the decision, mm-hmm. and I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's going to L.A. I. It, Grant and I were actually having a conversation in the kitchen about how ambivalent you would be about him going to L.A. Because I know you're not a huge LeBron fan, but you're a Lakers fan. I'm not a huge... I mean, I don't dislike LeBron, but it's hard to dispute he's the best basketball player on the planet. And if he wants to go to my favorite team, by all means, going to complain. Yeah, by all means. But, yeah. Yeah, it's like that, that period right now. Like, they're either going to be... The next super team. Are they going to be shitty? Are they going to strike out <laughs> and continue on the youth movement? Yeah, they're going to be. They sh- got some youth, so I'm not totally. It's not bust, you know. How do you feel about all those Jayhawks being on that team now? I that, that's where I had a bone to pick. I actually texted a friend of mine. And I'm like, how in the hell <laughs> did the Lakers end up with not one but, but two, two Jayhawks? Jayhawks? Man, like, come well, on. I think that's especially part- Svee, Man, that guy's a dick, but. What? That he takes like eight steps. He does take eight steps. That's a wildcat speaking. Yeah, totally. But he can shoot from the outside and see. I think it's part of the LeBron game plan. They're they're trying to. You got some shooters. They need shooters. 
spread the floor out. He drives and kicks. It's done. So I, I think they have a game plan in place. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I personally hope he goes to Philly, but that's just that's just me. I don't think there's a good chance at all he goes to Philly. I think it's pretty much Cleveland or L.A. based on what I've seen. But yeah, Philly's kind of the they're the dark horse. They're, I don't think so. They've been working to clean cap room for him. I don't so. think so. All right. Well, we but this was the only reason I really wore this shirt, though, wasn't so much to be a dick move. It's because I think he's not staying in Cleveland. <laughs> I think he's fed up with Cleveland's management. I don't need like they, the owner and they're yes. cap screwed. So I have a feeling Cleveland will no longer be or not be relevant, at least for another 30 years. So fingers crossed. Yes. So on that note, well, hold on. Before we do that, that Triple D scenario, has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. It definitely has happened. You know, like, there's certain people that, you know, like, whatever. I think you've, you've made it, so you it's no big deal for you to pick up the check or, you know, like. And they get up and go to the bar or go to the loo. Yeah, I mean, it's, or just, you know, they get the alligator arms. It's like the Geico commercial, like, oh, I can't reach it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, I won't have you out anymore. I'm not outing anybody. Uh, I'll, you I'll know be... who you are. Yes. All right, don't you do that. Don't assume that everybody can pick up the tab. Anyway, speaking of folks who picked up the tab, on a good note, silver lining. Silver lining, people. I want to thank all the people who contributed to my Kansas City Young Audience's fun drive. This month that ended on Father's Day, we ended up, I wanted to raise $1,200. Uh, from word I've got back, I've re- we raised at least $1,500. Yeah, raised $1,500. Some uh, folks are very generous and contributed offline too, not just on Facebook, but offline. And that amounts for about 10%, our little small corner of the world. Uh, they needed about $15,000, $16,000. So out of our little contingency raised about 10% of what uh, what they needed. So I want to thank everybody. That was awesome. So well should, done. Have, should have toasted you earlier. But thanks again for hanging with us, everyone, tonight. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go out to the He Says, She Says Casey Facebook page and like follow us if you haven't already. Remember, you can catch us live on Facebook and now Instagram now that they have IGTV almost every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central. You can also check us out on the He Says, She Says Casey blog. And you can subscribe to us, rate us, and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform such as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and maybe Spotify. Ooh. Take care, everybody. Peace.